Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. Hey, every year I do a list of five unusual things to be thankful for. I've done it for I don't know how many years now. It started out as my when I was blogging. And then for a while I was doing blogs and podcasts together. And I would do it on both. And uh, for the last, I don't know, three years or so, it's been strictly a podcast thing. And I do this to offer up some ways of thinking about the things that may be happening in your life and and ways to look for, if you will, that silver lining. And I have been told kind of throughout my life by people that I tend to see things differently. I think it's I think it's one of my gifts, one of my one of my biggest gifts actually, is to see things from a different perspective. Someone was just telling me yesterday that they really loved how I bring humor into everything and I and I my response to them was I just find things funny that other people don't find funny. And I think that's also true about looking at the things that are happening in my life and seeing what good comes out of them or can come out of those things and uh, seeing the blessings that they can be. So I want to share that 2020 list with you today. Before I get started on that, as a reminder, I always want to be your career coach. Many of you have reached out to schedule a consult with me when you were ready to take this to the next level. I have limited number of slots to work with people, um, and I'm scheduled out right now about nine or ten days out. Uh, it's continuing to be very, um, very busy for me, but I would love to speak to you if this is something that you're ready to take to the next level. I think in the last couple of podcasts, I've talked about kind of the levels of engagement that people can have. Many of you listening will never reach out to me, never communicate with me, never schedule a consult, and I am more than glad to give this free content to you every week, and that's all we ever do. And And if I can be somehow significant in helping you with your career goals, your job search goals from afar like this, I am thrilled to do that. Others of you have joined in on the webinars, which I do every Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m., and that's more free content. Others of you are ready to work with a professional, and perhaps I'm not the right professional for you, so you've gone out to find someone else, and I applaud you doing that. For those of you that think I'm the right fit for you or that you that I may be the right fit for you, then by all means, schedule that consult, and let's see if we can't... Uh, can't if I can't help you and we can't work together. As a reminder, before I get started, find me on the socials, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook is Exclusive Career Coaching. Now let's go. All right, so here's my 2020 list. And I always give these lists a great deal of thought and consideration because I think they're kind of important. And these are some of my favorite episodes to do every year. And so I really give thought to what are those unusual things that I'm thankful for. And this first one, I was thankful for doors closing decisively for me. And it it was more of doors closing than it was doors opening. But what I mean by that was things wanted to break down on me this year. And I think there's something kind of beautiful about decisiveness in 
kind of a lot of areas of our life. This happened to be with my vehicle <laughs> and my washer dryer. So I had had, and I think I may have shared with you in the past on the podcast, up until, oh gosh, a year ago, I drove my my then Honda Odyssey down to uh, South Florida, no problem, no concern, or at least it was manageable. But in the beginning of this year, it got very dicey in terms of my battery kept draining and dying. And I finally took it to my auto mechanic and he diagnosed that it was a, an electronics problem. So it was not an inexpensive fix. This was a 14-year-old van with 185,000 miles on it. And so I considered that a very d- decisive door closing. Even though I wasn't prepared to buy a car, I, I had to scramble and rearrange my schedule to go out and look for a car. It was, it, it, there's something about knowing that this is what you have to do, that, that this, is, this, is, this has got to be done, right? You, you're not spending brain energy figuring out should I or shouldn't I because that door was so decisively closed on the Odyssey working and it would have cost thousands of dollars in all probability to repair the electronic system of a very old vehicle with almost 200,000 miles. And I also, beginning, I don't know when, my washer started, it was it had a rust problem. And so that I had had, a, had somebody come out and, and diagnose that. And so I knew what I was dealing with there, but I was kind of like cobbling on, let's keep this thing working. And it wasn't leaving rust or anything. It wasn't damaging my clothes, but it was leaving some debris that was funky on my clothes. It wasn't staining them or anything like that, but it was just, you know, not great. And so, I don't know, about two months ago, six weeks ago or something, my dryer (laughs) decided to join the family. And he's like, well, the washer's going to be breaking down. I think I will too. And it broke down in a, and again, electronics, that seems to be my theme for 2020, and so it was very clear to me that it was time to buy a new washer and dryer. And so, again, didn't have to spend a lot of mental energy about should I or shouldn't I and didn't spend the normal amount of time really with either of those purchases that I normally do with my research because I was in go mode and got them done with great success with both of them. So, again, I think there's something just really really beautiful about doors closing decisively. And I think where this might come in for some of you will be the door of being terminated in 2020 because of the pandemic or something related to the pandemic. What I find with a lot of my clients is that they've been unhappy in their job for many years in some cases, and they just haven't pulled the trigger to look for another job. They've been happy enough or not miserable enough And then this forces their hand when they're terminated or something else very decisive happens. And then they, six months or nine months down the road, are so much happier that that this happened and they they can see now that they should have done it. They think they should have done it years before. I, of course, let them know that they should have done it when it happened because it did happen when it happened. So I, I would invite you to think about what doors have closed decisively really thought about the blessing, I think, that the race crisis has been in 2020 with so much. And of course, it's not new in 2020. But I think I I don't think I'm alone in the sense that as a as a Caucasian woman, I have had blinders on. And I can see that now I can see how I would hear stories in my past or someone would share something with me or I would see something on the news. And I would rationalize it or take it at a distance, kind of push it away from me. 
And I think with everything that's happened in 2020, I, I can only speak for myself, but for me, it's brought me out of a fog of not being aware and not recognizing and not being really willing to face that I live in a country where this is happening in 2020, right? And so I think, and I hope I'm not the only one in this, but I think that awareness is the first step in any kind of solution. And I know that I've had some amazing conversations with women of color in my life, and I've, I've been so much more open to listening to them, also reading things, looking at things on the news from a different perspective, and just being more willing and more open. And so I think this, because here's the thing, the race crisis was existing already. It, it's not new. It didn't just happen. But there's been such a heightened awareness of it, I believe, in, in 2020 and in, in 2019. And I just think that that's, that's the first step to having the conversations and having the open dialogue that bring about change. Number three for me has been the pandemic. And I thought, well, you know, I have to say the pandemic, but what's the thing that I'm thankful for in the pandemic? And for me, and this is this is so personal, but for me, it is, it is the way in which I have stepped up to the plate to help people, to include, you know, starting a weekly uh, webinar, free webinars, to focus a lot of my podcast, uh, especially during those early days, around pandemic-related job search issues, having conversations with clients and prospective clients about this, l- looking at how I can serve my clients better, what can I, how can I coach them in a way that serves them better, that is mindful of the reality of the pandemic. I'm not dismissing it or minimizing it, but yet I'm, instead I am giving them the tools that they need to function in this, as I call it, the new world order. And I remembered as I was thinking about this as one of my unusual things to be thankful for, what what reminded me, what I was reminded of was when this first happened, so this was, had to be back in March, I guess, I was very sick at the time. I was having, um, I had had a, I have some ongoing back issues, and I was flat. I had had a pretty significant back episode, if you will, and I was flat. I was given instructions. I had to cancel work for three days or something like that. I was flat on my back, ice, pain medicine, all of that. And I was watching a lot of TV during that time, and I was really... I was really kind of antsy and dissatisfied. I felt very kind of like I was going to jump out of my own skin. And I I really had to take a look at what was going on there because it was very, normally when I'm sick, I'm just lethargic about, emotionally lethargic, if that that makes any sense. Like I'm, I'm so, I'm, it would be, the clinical term would be a flat affect. Like I don't respond to anything because I'm just absorbed by pain. And yet in this situation, it was very different because I was I was irritated and pissed off, kind of. And I so I had to look at what that was about. And what I realized was it was this sense of I need to help people. I'm put on this earth for situations like this, and I'm flat on my back. 
once I recognized that, I gave myself that space to heal, and I, I recognized that there was nothing I could do about it and, and that I wasn't helping the situation by being you know, uh, angry at myself or whatever it was that was going on. But I think, I think that for me, that willingness to step up to the plate and not worry about what, what if I don't know how to do this thing or what if I'm no good at it or what if I have a webinar and nobody shows up, what if, you know, I fall flat on my face with this thing? It was very little of that, if any. And it was all about what do these people need? What can I do to help this world? And as I have jokingly said to many of my friends, I can't sew, so I couldn't be out there making masks. And there were many other sort of initiatives and, you know, projects that were going on with people that is not my wheelhouse. But this is my wheelhouse, and I was able to step up, I think, in a great way. And, and I have to watch it. I still come back to thoughts like I should be doing more. I, could, I should be helping more people. And I have to just recognize that I'm helping the people that I can help right now as a solopreneur. So I think I, 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 my, my invitation to you would be to look at the pandemic, whatever has happened to you and for you in this pandemic, whatever the circumstance is. I lost my job. I, my hours got cut, my pay got cut, I had to move, my husband's unemployed, like whatever the circumstance is. And remember, a circumstance is something that can be proven in a court of law. And then what are my thoughts about this? Am I, am I painting myself as the victim in the pandemic? Or am I painting myself as a villain in the pandemic? Um, and can I shift that thinking around in a way that serves me better? And, and, Having said that, I and I hear myself saying it, and I recognize that there have been many days that I have painted myself as a victim in this situation. So trust me, I've done my share of pity party. I've done my share of woe is me and a lot of other emotions. But one thing I have tried to continuously be thankful for is that I have these skills to help people. I've been busier than ever. My business is prospering. And that that's you know, that's not at the expense of another human being. That's that's me helping as many people as I possibly can. So that's number three is the pandemic has been an unusual thing to be thankful for. Now, do I wish it had never happened? Absolutely. All of us, I think, can agree to that. But it is here. It's a thing. And I have found some good in it. Number four, I think, ties in nicely to what's happened in my business in 2020 because of pandemic and because I've been willing to step up to the plate is I've really required myself to evolve to the next version of myself. And so there's a lot of discomfort there, right? You know, the saying is that, you know, good things never happen in your comfort zone and amazing things never happen in your comfort zone. And I find that certainly to be true. And one of the first things this year in terms of discomfort has been, oh gosh, you know, April, May, June, really up through now, it's been this one big stress test on my business. And what I mean by that is not stress in the sense of any, any negative connotation, but just like they do stress tests on, you know, metals or something like that. This has been a stress test to see my systems, are they working, my processes, my capacity, all of the ways that I serve my clients from soup to nuts, where are the problems? Where can I automate? Where can I be more efficient? Where can I serve my clients better? And through all of that, it showed me that I had a capacity ceiling. I knew that I was operating at my capacity ceiling. So it gave me an opportunity to say, okay, 
if I want the results, the financial results and the and the service results that I want for my business, I have to reconfigure and look at my business in a fresh way. So I hired a business coach who has been amazing at getting down into the weeds with me and my business and looking at where is my messaging not right on target? Where are my systems and processes missing the mark? And having just somebody to go through those tedious weeds with me to get these things fixed up. But I've been willing to look at every area of my business through this, through 2020 and through this process and allow myself to really think about how I can serve better, serve at a higher level. So what I want to say to you and how I think this relates to you, you may not have your own business, you may not even be employed right now, but where can you insert some discomfort into your life as a way to evolve to the next version of yourself. So here's what I'm seeing with people. I'm seeing some people, and this is just through social media, people that I may or may not even actually know, but they're taking up new hobbies. They're taking up new causes. They're, uh, I have a friend who has done a lot of, of um, sewing and, and knitting and things that can help during the pandemic. Um, so really thinking about what is it that I love to do? What is it that I'm really good at doing? And where can I kind of evolve to the next version of myself? I think that's, I, and I said this on the podcast, I think many, many months ago when this was at the outset was, I wanted you to be able to look back at the end of this thing and really be proud of where you, how you came through it and and what you came through as, what version of yourself you came through as. And I think that for many people who are choosing to opt out of kind of life right now and binge watch on, you know, Netflix, and trust me, I've done my share of binging. I kind of, a couple weeks ago, I kind of said, look, you got to get off the Netflix for a while. But just really inserting, intentionally inserting discomfort to learn how to do a new thing or develop a new skill or meet a new person or do something that you've done for a long time in a different way. So I invite you to think about how you can introduce some discomfort into your life to evolve to the next best version of yourself. And the final area that I think is a pretty unusual thing to be thankful for is, and I mentioned this a little while ago, that I've had um, a lot of back issues. And I'm actually, as I record this, I'm six days away from some back surgery. So it will be over and done and hopefully I'll be fantastic by the time you hear this, what I have said to many of my friends during this, this is a result of, of a, um, an accident, a, a fall in, a, in a, a business establishment here in Tallahassee. And I've had to be my own healthcare advocate. And I, it's given me this appreciation for others that are facing the same situation. And, and I've had friends who have to do this for their mothers or their fathers. And I didn't really understand what that meant, how to be a healthcare advocate. And I realized that I was having to be my own healthcare advocate. There's a lot of different, I, I think of myself as I'm the middle, I'm the, the, um, the hub in the middle of the wheel. And there's all these spokes coming out with these different healthcare providers and my attorney. And they're not really able to speak to each other very much, and I have to make sure I'm staying in contact with all of them. And if they need to talk to each other, then I have to be the one to make that happen. And so it's given me this appreciation also for my own intelligence because I thought, you know, if I wasn't as intelligent and resourceful completely with my own faculties that I couldn't, couldn't do this. So I was very thankful that 
I could be my own healthcare advocate. And as I said, it also gave me a compassion for people who are elderly, people who are mentally impaired, people who don't have family around them. And I wonder and, 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 and you know, just wonder what, what, they, what they do and how they make it through this. So I'm very grateful that while this, this really terrible thing has happened, that I have had the skills and abilities and the presence of mind to take care of myself during this and be my own advocate. So those are my five in, um, in 2020. I encourage you to think about, you know, what doors have closed decisively for you and where's that blessing been? Has the race crisis brought an awareness to you that you previously were in denial or, or ignorance about? I, I think mine was mostly ignorance. If you are a member of a, of, a, of a race that has been affected by this, if you are, you know, someone who is on the other side of this equation, what... What is the blessing? Are you, are you seeing that the conversations are happening and your voice is, is being heard more so than before? How has the pandemic been a blessing for you? Where have you been able to step up to the plate or learn something about yourself or grow some more compassion in an area of your life? Where have you been discomfort, <laughs> been in discomfort as you evolve, or where can you insert discomfort into your life so that you can evolve? And then finally, where is there a, a challenge that you faced in 2020, such as I have as my own healthcare advocate? Where has that challenge been? And what have you been able to learn about yourself? What have you been able to appreciate about yourself? What compassion have you developed relative to that challenge that you've you faced because you know here's what I know we all have challenges some of them are more visible or or vocal than others but we all have challenges and it is part of the deal that's what we signed on for when we were born and it's how we handle them and what we make them mean and what we allow or how we allow ourselves to grow through them so it has been my absolute pleasure to bring you my five unusual things to be thankful for for 2020 and uh, I wish you the, the happiest of holidays, and I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.